welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Joe Templin. He is the author of Everyday Excellence. He is a consultant and he's a human Swiss army or a human Swiss knife. Um, and I'm really excited to hear all about that. But anyway, we're going to talk about his book and how he came to write it and just his life in general. Hey, Joe, how are you? I'm doing awesome, Alexa. How are you today? Good. You look sharp. I like the Thank suit. you. <laughs> this is one of the things that when I left the lab from being a physicist and went to financial planning, you know, we were told always suit and tie, suit and tie, and suit and tie. And so even to this day, I still wear a suit and tie because it's my uniform. Like yeah. As a martial artist, I put on my black belt. Okay, I'm ready to go. You know, I put on, uh, you know, you put on your hockey equipment if you're playing hockey or whatever. I put on the tie. I'm in work mode. So I'm not goofing around nearly as much as I normally would. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And that was a, that's a huge change from physicist to financial planner. Yeah, it was a little bit, you know, because in physics, you're trying to find the answers and the answers yeah. are out there, but nobody really knows. And, you know, versus financial planning, over half of it is really psychology. Yeah. And so my background as a martial artist uh, helped me in the financial planning component. And so all of those have led into the behavioral economics and ultimately being able to help influence people to make better decisions in their own lives, which is what the book is about is uh, a lot of it's around those micro decisions that we make yeah. in the movie Deadpool 2. You know, being a big comic book geek guy, uh, <laughs> si um, Colossus tells Deadpool four or five moments. Four or five moments is what separates a hero. And in our lives, every single day, we have those four or five moments, those small choices that determine is our path going to be downward or is our path going to be upward? And this is so for each so, day. This is each day. There's like literally four or five small decisions that determine the outcome of that day, whether it's green or red. I like that. I've never even thought about that, but it's true. Well, every single day, the average human has between 10,000 and 25,000 thoughts or decisions. And we have somewhere between 50 and 75,000 thoughts for the day. <laughs> so how do we set things up to make it better? How do we set yeah. up our environment? So that uh, using nudge theory from behavioral economics, which is what Thaler got the Nobel Prize in economics for, how do we nudge us to make the better choice? Because there's generally two th decisions in any situation, the easy way or the right way. Well, what if the easy way could be the right way? That is, <laughs> comes from experience and looking at, but you, there's really a group of decisions yeah. at any point. And the easy ones generally don't produce the best long range outcomes. Right. It might be the short term outcome, but right. it feels good eating that, you know, bag of Cheetos. But is that the right thing? Long range. It feels good staying in the bed in the morning instead of getting up and then doing what you need to do. It feels good to play the video games instead of studying. It feels good to go on the whatever social media site or dating app and get a bunch of likes and a bunch of hits. But is that the right thing, the best right. thing overall? That, okay, I can see that. So the easy way is normally what feels good in that moment. 
correct. And so okay. the question is what creates the maximum feel good, that moment of pleasure then, or all the pleasure that you get from choosing the harder thing that produces more positive feelings long range. So for example, I'm, uh, I'm not really a runner because I'm not good at it and I actually uh -huh. hate it. I do a lot of running. I've done a couple of ultra marathons. I do Ragnars. And so getting up and running in the rain does not feel good in the moment. When I finish the race and get the medal or okay. when I can eat more later down the road because I've expended the energy and like my pants fit decent and I've, you know, I'm happy I've got energy levels, which feel, which is the maximum amount of good. Even if you, uh, putting on my finance hat here, even if we do a present value calculation of those future good feelings, which is better. And all too often, most people choose, yeah. oh, this is a good feeling now, as opposed to a great feeling overall. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we have to teach our kids. No, you should study for your test instead of playing Legos or video games. You know, this is one of the things with diet. No, I'm going to, you know, not eat the five donuts, even though I really want to, because <laughs> that's not the best thing. No, I'm going to spend extra time at the office working on this project because of the results. And so yes. our life in many ways is that sort of balance of what feels good now versus what produces the most good for me overall. Yeah, I definitely think us as humans typically go for what feels good now. Right, because we grew up in, you know, as a species, you know, when uh, fatty food was very hard to come by and you needed the calories and we were always worried about getting eaten by the saber-toothed tiger and all that. <laughs> so making these longer range plans it came about after we moved into agrarian civilizations where yeah. we were more sedentary. And if you just look at the evolution, now we have computing power that can do literally anything for us. So convenience has become amazing. So we can constantly feel good if we want to, whether it's food, alcohol, various drugs, social media, things on the TV, all that. So we can have a constant stream of feel good. But what does that turn us into? long range. Right. Not that good. <laughs> Not that good. So, you know, if you take the path of no, I'm not going to just consume whether it's empty calories or empty, you know, feel good, you know, stuff from a computer, I'm going to actually do the harder work, whether it's studying whether mm -hmm. it's working out where it's having that difficult conversation with your crush so that you actually can have a long-term lasting relationship instead of a whole series of short bursts of basically eating sugary food and then, you know, moving on to the next one, next yeah. one, next one. It's a similar concept. So it's the mindset of excellence in everything that we do. And excellence is really an attitude that goes across multiple dimensions, communication, mm -hmm relationships, physical health, mental health has become a huge thing over the past couple of years with COVID. So how do you approach creating excellence in your life? And you can then that ends up bearing fruit along a lot of these different areas. I love that. That's awesome. What, so kind of going along the same lines of what we're talking about now, but how did the book come to be? Like, how did you get this idea? 
obviously the idea is from these micro moments, but how did you actually get the idea to want to write the book and what was your process? Well, I've been writing right along for years. I mm -hmm. studied communication in addition to Me studying too. theoretical <laughs> physics. So, I mean, and it's a skill set that you develop, just like playing the piano or what have you. You have to do it all the time. So even if you sit down and you write you know, 500 words and it's crap and you throw out all but four of them, guess what? It's the process of getting better. Not all miles are good miles, but they add up. So the, the daily habit of writing, which is something that I do every single day, no matter what, I write for a little bit because my old cello teacher taught me decades ago, you do it every single day because you know if you don't do it. So it's integrity of the process and yeah. uh, building your art, whatever your art happens to be. And ultimately the greatest piece of art that we create is ourselves. So every single day I sit down and I've been writing for years and years. So the process of the writing of the book was bringing a lot of that together. And I joke that the book took, having the idea for the book took a couple of seconds and an entire lifetime. Yep. Because my, my buddies uh, joke that, you know, I'm not a finance guy or, you know, a consultant or whatever it says on my business card. I'm a, a guru and I don't like that <laughs> phrase or, in, you know, the penguin, you know, in happy feet being guru. That was sort of cool. Uh, I do go off on little side quests here. And there. It's all good. But uh, so I've accumulated a lot of knowledge, whether it's from martial arts, whether it's from being a physicist, being a financial advisor, my study of psychology, being a father, being a special needs parent actually has given me a pretty uh, useful skill set. So all these different things that I've done, these accumulated knowledge and belief systems and ideas that then led to the book because I was literally listening to some Black Sabbath on one device and Jocko Willink talking and it hit me excellence is a habit. Habits occur every day, every mm -hmm. day. Excellence. I'm like, oh, and then I had this <laughs> insight. I literally put down the kettlebell, ran upstairs and started typing and came up with uh, about a half page of stuff around the book. But the structure of wanting a quote every single day from somebody mm -hmm. smarter than me, analysis and discussion around it, which is really in a lot of ways, helping people understand that we and we go across lots of different dimensions whether it's work personal relationships communication physical health mental health fitness diet all these different things that we hit on but then we have an action item every single day because yeah you could read this and that's wonderful you know it's up in your brain but until you actually translate it to action you know words are weak actions speak so you're actually doing something to improve yourself in some capacity every single day. And so I talk about human Kaizen, where we have this continuous improvement of the individual across different dimensions. And if you adopt that mindset, which is the core of excellence overall, over weeks, months, and years, you can look at the evolution of yourself as an individual and be like, wow, that's pretty cool. I'm leveling up nicely. I like it. Yeah, no, it's, that's a great thing what you have, especially with those action items, they really can like make someone want to change and want to do yeah, better. Let's play with it. So what's your birthday, Alexa? August 12th. August 12th. Okay. So going into the book, August 12th. So the quote is from Mae West. 
it says you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. I like that. Okay. And so a little bit excerpt from the discussion, the biggest secret of life, none of us is getting out of here alive. All people die. Will you really live? How long are you going to wait before you demand the best for yourself? Epictetus. Watch a kid or a puppy. They have two speeds, full tilt and sleep. <laughs> These are the two most joyful groups on the planet. So we yeah. go on and have a discussion around that. And then in the end, the action item, action item, do one thing today to get your heart racing with excitement. So I expect after we do our little discussion here that you'll go find something to really juice you up and get you excited for the rest of the day. All right. That excites you. Okay. I like that. Yeah, every single day is a different sort of thing like that where we have a quote discussion around it. Uh, people can take various insights from individuals, whether it's psychology, religion, uh, athletics, business, what art, what have you. Yeah. Then my own personal experiences are woven throughout the book too. And then they do something that once they do it, even if it only takes a couple of seconds, makes them better off overall. All right. So is it like a 365 day type of thing? 366, actually, because I took oh. into account leap year. Oh. And there's an old Stoic saying that no man can walk through the same river twice because the river is different and the person is different. So the book is designed, you get through the end of the year, you just start on over again the next year. Oh, and read, yeah. And you do it again because you are a different human being than you were 12 months before. I like that. So it really gives cool. you a somewhat personalized guidebook for growth for your future. And like the Oracle of Delphi, we can interpret that day's page based on who we are and what we're looking for. I think that's amazing. And I think that's such a cool like way to do a book too. Not just like telling your life story. It's you're doing it to help other people. Right. And you know, I've got some interesting things that have happened in my past. You know, a lot of my past is boring simply because we all have boring things. <laughs> but I've got lots of scars from different things that have happened. So if these scars can then become stories and teaching moments for others, they can make different mistakes. Yeah, no, I, uh, I call myself a cat. I say because how we all have, they have nine lives. I've used about five of them. I've almost so died. That means, or... You know what? You still got four more to go. Use exactly. those <laughs> I actually drowned at four um, and was going towards a bright light. And someone told me it wasn't my time and I was revived. I actually died at 10 from my asthma and had the same experience. And that might I don't be... remember it though. I told my parents, that's the only bummer. It's like, I don't remember. I, I remember it. I still Ugh. remember it 40 years later. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so driven. We get 86,400 seconds a day. Okay. And I know the value of those. The ones that I wasted this morning while I was goofing around, guess what? I'm not getting those back. So I need to maximize that, not yeah. just for me, but for others. So that's one of the reasons why I multitask with a lot of things. So like when I'm out running, I'm listening to a podcast. When I'm lifting, I'm you know listening to other stuff. Um, I'm basically solving problems and writing in my head all the time. Then when I get a chance to sit down, I write it down. So trying to get as much use out of your time as you can so that you don't look back and say, oh, 
I wasted that. And one way to look at it is life is a video game. Okay, we're on trying to solve the game in the end, yeah. you know, the big castle with the bags of gold <laughs> and, you know, the unicorns bringing cupcakes and the princess and all that sort of stuff. And everyone thinks, oh, it's straight from here to there. And it's never that way. No. We have all these side quests. That side quest might be taking a couple of days off for your mental health. Guess what? That is replenishing your stores of energy so right. you can continue on to fight the boss. There, It might be you take this job and you do it for a couple of months and it sucks and it's horrible, but it gives you a little bit of financial resources. Or you learn something while you're there. You read a book, you uh, go to a concert and you learn something. You watch a podcast and you pull one pearl of wisdom from that. Well, a couple of pearls of wisdom every single day and suddenly you're rich and you can turn around and get the things that you need. So going yeah. on these side quests is important. I mean, Steve Jobs went on a side quest when he dropped out of college, mm -hmm. but he still took a calligraphy class there. That was, mm -hmm. Him taking that calligraphy class led to the fonts that we would have within the Apple computers and now right. with Windows. And so that's the reason why we don't have boring fonts is because he took a side quest at one point. I think that's such a cool way to like look at it. I never really would have thought about that, but it's true. It is like a big video game. Yeah. And we're all oh, a little. You, you just pieces. don't get reset points as much. <laughs> Nor do you get the cool skins. My kid, my kids are teenagers and they play a lot of Fortnite. And so I'm yeah. looking at their stuff. I'm like, why are you dressed like a banana? Because, oh, okay. That's as good of an excuse as anything. Because I got a guy on my running team when we're doing ragdars who literally dresses like a banana occasionally while running. Okay. That's that's totally him and that's awesome. Yeah, good for him. Um, so kind of like switch gears. Uh you had mentioned, and I've seen I read your like bio and everything, but you said you're a special needs dad. Mm -hmm. What has that taught you? What has he or she taught you? Well, I actually have two special needs kids. My oldest, whose birthday is today, actually. Oh, happy is birthday. Asperger's. And my youngest is ADHD and uh, midway on the spectrum with autism. So one of the things that about special needs parents, it doesn't matter if your kids have uh, mental needs like mine, if your kids are diabetic. I've got a friend whose son has pediatric cancer, and so she struggled oh. for years. Um, you know, that's really, really scary. So being a special needs parent means that you need to have a higher level of foresight and thought about others because for example with my youngest is going to have a meltdown i need to have five different alternatives planned in case something mm -hmm. happens because of the way that he processes and i need to be able to adapt my lifestyle and my work and my business so that if i got a call from school he's having a bad day having a meltdown how do we deal with it sometimes he'd get out of bed in the morning and it was just rough so one technique that we developed was that if anything happened to him i would literally put him back to bed hey we're going to reset today buddy he climbs back into bed takes his glasses off puts them there i cover him up give him a kiss walk on out come back about five minutes later and wake him up as if it's the start of the day all over again and That's we literally hit the reset button and that has worked on numerous occasions sometimes it doesn't 
but it's like, okay, A, A didn't work. Let's try B. Let's try C. Let's try D. So having a plethora of techniques to be able to handle things is very important. Yeah. And I'm a Cub Scout leader. And so I need to draw from some of these concepts to be able to, if kids being disruptive or they're having a bad day, and it turns out like a quarter of my uh, pack has special needs of various forms. So one of the things I'm doing is all these things that I've learned over the past 10 years, I'm trying to teach these other parents and I'm drawing from other special needs parents. I have a good friend whose son is on the spectrum too, a couple steps beyond mine and a few years older. And so he's been a really good influence and he's yeah. been a good rock when I've had a bad day, but also he's taught me some things. And one of the concepts that we use is called uh, story setting. So, hey, we're, we want to go to your favorite restaurant for your birthday. What happens if the restaurant's closed? What's our alternative? What's acceptable to you? Okay. So they understand, okay, my path that I have clearly laid out, which a lot of autistic kids mm -hmm. do, you know, X, then Y, then Z, and anything outside of that, you know, completely blows them out of the water. Right. All right. So what are we going to do if we go to the restaurant and they're closed. What's all our alternative? Where do you want to go if we can't do that? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Let, so that way, because it, it's happened, we've gone to the restaurant, it's been closed, and he's actually been, okay, we're going to Henry's instead of Sunset. All right. And so they have taken control of it. They have agency, and they realize the world is not always going to be perfect, but it's not going to crush me if the story that I am trying to tell does not come out the exact same way that I want. Okay. I think so we that's really important. I think that is so important what you're doing. And here's the thing. I talk to young business owners about this. Hey, what's your backup plan? If A doesn't work, what's B? What's C? If ah. you know the client responds this way, how do you respond? because they're not always going to say yes. Sometimes they're going to object. So what's your plan around that? And so it leads to strategic thinking, but as the special needs father or the leader of an organization, I need to be thinking about this all the time. I need yeah. to be five steps ahead and be literally playing the what if game along 10 different parameters at all points. And yeah, it can be really exhausting, which is one of the reasons why I love just disappearing to the mountains and going for a hike where I don't have <laughs> to worry or going fishing occasionally, you yeah. know, or going for a run so that you don't have to, you know, worry about this and it allows again, that side quest of resetting your energy yes, so that you can then get back into what it is that you're working on. Well, I think that is important. And I think that's important for, like you said, like for business owners, I think it's for everybody. Right. I think that is such a cool, like a new and different way to like think about life is just like, it's a big story. It's like, you have to figure out what's your next point. And if you need an alternative, because well, I'm a few years older than you. So I grew up with the choose your own <laughs> adventure books. So, you know, it's yeah. very similar to what's going on in games. It's like, okay, here's my decision point. What can I do? And what's the alternatives? Right. And I used to cheat in those books because I'd read them through once or twice, make a couple <laughs> different choices. But then what I would do is I'd go through and read everything. I'd assemble the story. Yeah. And this is what we do, you know, when we're advising 
other individuals is we've essentially played this game. We've read this story thousands of times. We've seen it happen before. So we can see these things. So we talk through, hey, if we you do X, what's going to be Y? What's going to be this thing? So mm-hmm. it allows them to get outside themselves, look at the situation, look down the road before they actually have to walk down it. Yeah. And, you know, very often it comes back to, okay, you've got two choices here, the easy choice or the hard choice, the easy choice, which feels good right away, but let's play it forward. If you do that, you know, eventually you're going to get caught. You're going to get divorced. You know, you're going to have all these things versus doing the right thing. You know, yeah, it's more difficult, but look at the rewards you can get. Well, we just came back full circle, which I love. I like when that happens. Um, so we're going to change it up a little bit and I'm going to play a game with you. Ooh, I love games. Um, just quick five question, uh, rapid fire, and then you'll be able to let us know Can where you find your book. Yes. I don't care. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Cause I might, you know, drop an F bomb or whatever. My favorite word. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the first question is your drink of choice. Ooh, Guinness. Actually, I prefer Murphy's Irish Stout when I can find it, but it's very difficult to find in a lot of places. All right. Um, favorite movie or TV show or both? Uh, favorite movie would be, this is a toss-up, actually. It's either The Quiet Man starring John Wayne. Yes, I'm very Irish. Or Best of the Best, which is a really cheesy late 1980s Taekwondo film. Oh, Okay. Um, do you have any favorite TV shows or just movies? I, I don't really watch TV, so. Okay. Um, advice to give your younger self. Easy choice or hard choice. I like it. Um, five words to describe yourself. Renaissance man, Swiss army knife. I like it. And last but not least, what does success mean to you? Ooh, success means that you are working continuously towards something significant, meaningful, and beneficial. So significance, you know, being successful as a martial artist is getting better and training and, you know, not going out and beating people up with it and all that. Success as a business owner is building towards something significant doing the right things along the way and not destroying the planet or screwing other people along the way. Success in a relationship is that the two individuals are growing closer, having a deeper understanding, being supportive and working together to accomplish something awesome long range. So it is a combination of having something long-term that's meaningful, but also significant and uh, good for the universe overall, which means that it should be good for the individuals together and doing the steps necessary along the way. Because there's going to be bad days as a martial mm-hmm. artist. There's going to be bad days in business. There's going to be times when you and your partner want to kill each other. Okay. Yeah. But how do you work through that towards the ultimate things that you're working along? And it's not like you're trying to get your black belt, then you're done. Or you're going to run a marathon and then you're never running again. Or, you know, you're going to ha- get your kids to 18 and then, you know, you're never you're speaking yeah. to each other again. It is this ongoing thing where the, there truly is no finish line, but you can enjoy the journey. And there are basically stopping points, you know, uh, end of chapters in the video game where you've succeeded and you can enjoy it and rest and look around and go, ah, 
but <laughs> you're still not done. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And where can we find your book or just anything that you want? So to- the book is available on Amazon. It's also available on my website, everyday-excellence.com. That's everyday-excellence.com. By the way, as a thank you for your listeners, if they buy it from my website, they use the code HeyAlexa, no space, HeyAlexa, they get a discount. Very cool. Well, that'll all be in the description below. So yep. Also, they can follow me on Twitter and, and uh, see what I'm up to there. Cool. Well, everything will be in that description. So I will see you guys next time. Bye. Awesome.